Hello everyone, it is me, Anna. Welcome to the 20th episode of my podcast, Your Favorite Young Adult Bookworm. This week's book retelling is on Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. I know this is not a YA book, but after being bombarded on this book by Book Talk, I decided I had to read it and make an episode about it. Peer pressure is a real thing, guys, and I am really easily influenced by social media. At first, I did not want to read it because of the cover, you know, but the peer pressure was too much. My entire FYP was about this book, so at last, I bought the book and here we are. Thank goodness I read this one on my day off because I so did not want to explain to my coworkers what my new book was about. I was even debating on doing an episode about it on my podcast, but at the same time, who cares? And this book is so iconic. I do not know if it is still number one on science fiction on Amazon, but it stayed there for at least three weeks. How iconic the power of book talk, I swear. But well, before diving into this week's episode, I can remind you to please rate, share, and subscribe to my podcast. It will really help me out to reach more listeners. Don't forget to also follow me on Instagram at your favorite young adult bookworm, just like the title of this show. Before starting talking about this week's book, I just want to mention there is a rape scene. I will say trigger warning before talking about it. I'll just mention it. I won't describe it, but please be advised of it. Now, let's talk about the book. So our main character, Georgie, wakes up in a spaceship. She was abducted by aliens. She screams and gets put back to sleep again. Once she wakes up for a second time, there is a young woman named Lizzie that tells her not to scream. She explains that they were abducted by aliens, that they are the extras. In the room next to them, there were six young women in tubes and well-maintained, so the real cargo. Georgie realizes there are a lot of women in, like, in a room and that it smells really bad. Apparently, they've been kept there with no access to showers nor toilets, only a bucket. They're barely fed and given water. It is horrible. They are treated like animals and they think they're going to be sold like animals wherever they are taking them. This girl Lizzie tells her that only Kira, another girl in like that room, understands them since they pin a translator in her ear. She understands that, but she can speak uh, the alien's language. One day, they bring a new girl named Dominic, and she yells upon waking up, and that is when we learn that happens to the loud girls. Triggered warning of the rape scene coming up right now. Some of the Ellen guards come and take her to another room right next to theirs and they rape her and all the girls see that. It was a raw scene. It was hard to read it. After that, they drop the girl with the rest of the girls. The poor girl never screamed again. After seeing all this, instead of being afraid, Georgie is done. Like, um, she decides, like, this is enough and, like, she won't, like, she won't, like, uh, stay quiet after this. So she says she's gonna attempt to escape. She makes a plan with Lizzie and Kira and they all hope it works out. Georgie makes a fuss making the guard enter the room. She attacks him, but no one helps her, only Lizzie, and then she manages to get the gun of the guard because there is some turbulence and she hits the alien in the head repeatedly until Lizzie's like, you already kill it, stop it girl. And then the ship starts falling. The ship clashes in this planet that Kira says from eavesdropping the aliens is not their destination. There is no sign of the other aliens. I think they all died in the crash or something, but like we are never told, so 
who knows. So it's only them for now until the aliens come to pick them up again. All the ladies are hurt because of the crash. Georgie twisted her wrist and broke a rib. She is in pain but well. They need someone to go out and explore. And this person is obviously Georgie, who is now their leader because she's not like the other girls. She puts on the clothes of the dead guard since she had only her pajama and it was a summer pajama since she's from Orlando, if I remember right. And she can't deal with snow. They, they crash in a place covered by snow and it's super cold and stuff. She reminded me a little of Grace from the Crave series when she arrives in Alaska and keeps saying she's gonna die from hypothermia at minus 15 degrees Celsius, which is stupid as hell. I live in Canada and minus 15 is not that cold. I've worn dresses with just a jacket on that weather, but whatever. Georgie is delusional and is hoping they landed in Canada, but once she peers outside, she sees there she's not in Canada, since there are two suns, meaning they are on another planet. She goes off walking in the snow, suffering a lot because she's not used to this extreme weather. She walks and walks until she enters the woods. She listens. There's running water. She approaches a looking like river and she gets super scared because this alien fish comes out and it's pretty scary and looks like it's gonna eat her. She steps away and then she ends up stumbling on and ends up falling into a trap and the next thing she knows, she's hanging upside down from a tree and it's like well shit but at the same time she's like if there is a trap there is intelligent being living here meaning we might be saved eventually this alien arrives and cuts the rope she falls and faints now we change perspectives to the guy whose name is Vectal. He's like, what is this being? He takes her inside a cave and he realizes this being is his mate. He's so intrigued by her. How is this possible? But there is no mistaking this his spirit thingy inside him knows it's his mate it's his, like she's his mate. I forgot the name of this thingy and I did not write it down and I am not looking for the name on my Kindle book. It will take ages, so I will call it the spirit thingy. And well, this alien dude that, as you may know by the title, he's more of a barbarian, you know? Like, their technology is like really centuries behind from ours. And well, this dude decides to explore George's body out of curiosity, you know? Therefore, or Georgie girl wakes up to a quite pleasurable sensation, or alien boy is pleasuring her with his mouth in between her legs, and to this, instead of freaking out and moving away, she's like, what the fuck, but I cannot dig this, so please continue, and to this I was like, one, what the fuck am I reading right now? Two, where is the consent in all this? Because this to me looks quite rapey. And well, we finally get a description of this alien dude. He's tall, strong, he has two horns coming out of his head, he has pretty harsh, uh, strong skin, and he has a tail. George is like, what a weird dude. I shall be disgusted, but since I'm feeling a lot of pleasure right now, all good. And to this, I was once again like, what the fuck? And I was reconsidering all my life choices. Like, how did I end up reading this? <laughs> 
it is so trashy but at the same time i'm already invested so i now need to keep reading to see what happens next and well vector realizes she is awake and since she's enjoying herself he takes this uh let's do the entire thing right here right now georgie sees what this dude thinks about doing and she's like hell no bro i didn't take my contraceptive pill today and i was like bro that is your biggest concern right now what the fuck but well you do you sister Vectal understands she does not want to complete the mating, as he calls it. They try to communicate with each other by talking, and Georgie is shocked. This alien barbarian dude does not speak English. At first, I was so confused by this, and then I remembered she is American. Of course, she thought she will, like they will speak English on other planets like the good American she is, but well... No tea, no shade. But well, they manage to teach each other their names. We go from Vectal to George's perspective. Perspective. Vectal's one is funnier. He's like, I need to protect my woman. She's so weird. She's missing the spirit thingy. I don't understand why she does not want to complete the mating. Is she crazy? I'll take care of her. We will have many babies. Yes, she's so soft. She has a third nipple in between her legs. And when I touch it, she likes it. Funny. I like to touch it. This dude, I swear... Georgie manages to tell him she's hungry. He hunts something for her. He gives her the best part of the animal for her to eat, so the heart of the animal and, it, and its stomach. Raw. And she's like, no way. She manages to let him know she's not eating any of the meat if it's not roasted. And he's like, she's crazy, the poor thing. Why will you burn the food? He makes her eat some of the raw meat because they can't risk a fire. It will attract predators. Then he takes her to the river. He shows her if she crushes some berries, the alien killer fish will stay away. And well, they take a bath in the river together. Vectal washes her with the berries, they use it as soap, and in all these scenes, she's like, he's kind of hot and gentle to me, maybe I have Stockholm Syndrome already, because I think I'll totally bang him right now, and I was like, bitch, what? Oh my gosh, that was fast, and you didn't need to be so abrupt with those statements, oh my gosh, like, who says, like, I think I have Stockholm Syndrome already, like, girl, no, oh, and I think this, like, during the entire time I was reading this, I was like, face palm emoji, and well, they kind of get a little touchy, then she kisses him on his mouth, all in stone kissers, so this, this is new to him, and I was like, Oh, what am I reading? Because my boy Vectal calls this mouth mating. And I was like, oh dear, what am I reading? She lets him know she needs to go back to where she came from, the spaceship. He does not know why, but she promises more kisses if he takes her there. And in her mind, she was like, does this mean I am a sex worker now? And I was like, what the fuck? Fuck, what are you saying, girl? Like, no! 
He tells her he's taking her there. He stops in a cave. She's like, no, we need to go. And he's like, no. She comes out of the cave and she falls into another cave full of non-intelligent alien predators. And her first thought is like, maybe they're like puppies, like, but like big puppies. I'll try to pet them. Big mistake, of course. But Vectel saves her before they eat her. And well, after they camp in a cave for the night, and well, like, so they're camping there, you know, like, they're chilling. And well, since they could not communicate that much, Georgie decides, why not, like, we start exploring our bodies? And I was like, oh my gosh, this girl. And well, she starts to touch him everywhere. And he's, like, about to die from her touch because he can't control himself any longer. He needs to mate with her. And I was like, this dude, I swear. She gets a hint why he wants to stop. Um and like so like because he can control himself she again goes like oh yeah my peel but we are different species so we can't conceive and well she looks at him and he looks at her and they go down to do their business and she has a hell of a good time and after he finishes inside her he's like oh my gosh i'm so happy also i need to be careful with my georgie now that she's carrying our baby and to this statement i was like excuse you what what baby like chill like oh my gosh guys i swear this book sometimes left me wordless like what baby dude you have sex once and you're like yeah she's pregnant with my baby what the hell oh my gosh this book i can't after the very exciting night, they set off to the, ne the next day to where the spaceship is. On their way, they find the corpse of Dominic, the girl who was raped at the beginning. And, uh, and just now, Georgie feels kind of bad for being enjoying too much her alien body while her friends were probably dying and suffering, but to each their own. Besides, she has suffered quite enough. She deserves to have a good time too, you know? But well, after seeing the corpse, they hurry up and finally reach the spaceship. Georgie and Victor are attacked by a snowball from the ladies. Georgie's like, it's me guys, don't be scared. And she also reassures Vectal. Georgie explains more or less what happened. Then Vectal realizes Hira can understand him thanks to the chip on her ear. Hira tells them all Vectal says Georgie is his mate and that he's gonna go look for food and come back. Georgie is like, wait, what? What is this main thing he's saying? Like, he only had sex, like, you know, once. Really good sex, but like, chill. And I was like, if you only knew, he also thinks you're already carrying his baby. But well, he goes hunting for food and gets wood to make a fire. All the ladies tell Georgie, like, dude, you slept with the alien. What the fuck? fuck but if he will have given me food i will have done the same and to this georgie gets a little jealous i guess it was not only sex at all if she is so territorial but well 
Later on, Vectal arrives, feeds them all, and it's time to go to sleep. He takes Georgie to the farthest corner, and he's ready for round two, you know? And Georgie's like, whoa, 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 let's calm down. My friends are there, so, like, no. Vectal finally understands she does not want round two when her friends are next to her, and he's all surprised since his people are not shy about that. Oh, guys, and I forgot to mention, but he's all happy he found these six women since his people are going extinct since there are only four women. So these humans are a blessing. And I was like, great, these ladies went from being cattle to be breeding mares now. So lucky. But well, the next morning he tells them, thanks to Kira, who translates, that he's taking Georgie to his tribe to get more men to come and rescue them all, since he can't take them all with him at once, and he wants to have privacy with his Georgie, you know what I mean. And well, off they go. They camp in Vectal's ancestor's cave. Georgie realizes this cave is a spaceship, and she's like, oh my gosh, maybe this is my ticket home. There is this big bottom that she presses. There is light and flickering and some noises come out of the spaceship. Vectal goes into a unga bunga mode since, you know, he does not know anything about technology. Georgie curses and the computer on the stand is speaking English from Earth and switches to English. The spaceship tells her on which planet she is, also that she's super far away from Earth and that Vectal and his people long ago arrived in this spaceship that clashed here and they have been trapped here ever since. The spaceship explains that the soul thingy he keeps talking about is a living thing from this planet that allows him and his people to survive here thanks to a symbiosis between their bodies and their alien thingy. The computer also tells her that if she does not get one of these thingies too, she's also going she's going to die because the air here is toxic for humans without the thingy. But if she gets the thingy, she won't be able to go back home because she won't be able to remove the thingy without dying and the thingy will die if it leaves the planet. So now she's in this impossible situation. She can either go home, I don't know I do not know how since clearly this spaceship can take them home if not it will have taken Vectal's people to their home ages ago or get symbiosis or get the symbiosis and stay with the alien body who worships her and while well, the computer also tells her if she wants to learn Vectal's language Georgie says yes the computer with a laser pointed to her head teaches her in a matter of seconds the language I wish I could learn languages like that I've never been that jealous in my entire life When I told my best friend this part of the book, he also was that jealous. And well, now that Georgie can speak Vectal's language, she tells him she's from outer space, that he is too. They talk a little bit and he gets super sad that she might have she might leave him since she is his mate and she's like, dude, I can't be your mate. On earth, you choose your mate. And he's like, but my soul thingy that we now know is an alien thingy he made symbiosis with says you are my mate. It resonated to you. And she's like, I understand. But still, that is not how it works back home. Therefore, it is wrong. She had the, to be American, I swear. No tea, no shade again. But well, eventually, Vector is like, okay, whatever you want. But in his mind, he's like, 
basically, she's getting the symbiosis. I don't give a fuck. Lovely. Hashtag goals. But well, now that they can communicate, well, they decide to have a nice, exciting sleepover. You know what I mean. And her boy Vectal is like, definitely, she is pregnant by now. While George is like, oh my gosh, how lucky. I don't have to get worried about getting pregnant since we are different species. Good thing they can communicate now. And they're on the same page. If this book has taught me anything, is that communication is key before sex. Because you could just have like you could just be having fun while your partner is trying to get you pregnant by now, but well. Anyhow, the next day um they get to Vectel's village, quite literally his village, because of course he is a chief. How could he not be if he's dating the main character? He introduces Georgie to his people, some call her ugly for her absence of a tail and weird body, and he goes like she is beautiful, she is my mate, she is a goddess, she is the most precious thing in my life, and you will respect her and to this George is like oh I kind of want to stay now I like being flattered and I was like you know what big mood if a chief of an alien village worshiped me so much I will totally stay like go back to be a nobody on earth or be treated like a goddess by a sexy alien who happens to be the chief of his clan the choice is clear and well Vectel takes her to his room where he calls for the healer to tend to her hurt wrist from the beginning. Meanwhile, he informs his people that there are five other women. They all get super excited since they want a mate too. The poor dude suffers so much for being for only having five women and not being able to get laid. Vectel also explains how the human bodies are. They are all very curious, of course. He tells them about this weird third nipple in between their legs that if you touch, they enjoy it a lot. And they're like, whoa. And while reading this, I was once again like, what the fuck am I reading? Oh my gosh. I can't believe I went from reading Victor Hugo to this. But well, life. But well, that night they decide to exercise in the sheets again. And after having lots of fun, Vectal goes like, can't wait for a little baby to be born. And she's like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, you're pregnant now. And she's like, this is impossible possible and then she realizes her period is late and she's never late meaning she's obviously pregnant and to this i was like mm, that does not mean you're pregnant girl you have been malnourished for quite some time that can totally explain your period being late but who cares about science and common sense this book is the farthest thing from that therefore of course she's pregnant and now she wants to stay even more but she says it's going to be up to the rest of the girls Although, I do not know why couldn't she stay while the others leave. But once again, why try to be logical with this book? I was just like, you know what? I'll just keep reading because why even try to understand the logic? Let's, let's just continue. Let's continue. 
The next day, Vectel and Georgie leave with five other dudes to go look for the ladies. They camp in Vectel's ancestor spaceship and some of the dudes learn English to communicate with the ladies who they hope are their mates. Eventually, they get to their crashed spaceship that is shittier and smells worse than ever. Georgie tells the ladies that what she learned and that she is pregnant. Everyone is like, what the fuck? But sure, this totally makes sense. Like, of course, you're pregnant. They end up deciding on staying. Georgie informs Vectel of their decision and tells him that there are other six ladies. They have been asleep with tubes and stuff. The official cargo who they did not wake up not to freak them out. The ladies wake up the other ladies while Vectel gives the good news to his men. They are all happy since they so want to get laid and make babies. Some lucky ladies they are about to become breeding mares for the alien dudes. Hashtag goals. Some of the just awoken ladies do not take this well, of course. Getting an alien thingy to make a symbiosis and stay there forever not cool at all but well they keep moving vectal and the man set to kill the beast who has the thingies for the symbiosis georgie gets scared of vectal getting hurt but as the good alpha male he is he kills the beast without getting a scratch vectal and his men cut it open and from the heart of the beast there are these little floors and worms vectal tells georgie they need to make an incision on her neck so the worm gets in she kind of gets cold feet for a second, but since she's the leader of the ladies, she's like, I need to set the example. So she gets the thing inside her and passes out for a second. When she wakes up, Vectal tells her all the ladies also got the worm inside them and some of them resonated with the guy and now they're mates. George's little soul thingy resonates with Vectal's. She finally feels the mate bond. It is so strong and the only thing she wants to do is to mate with Vectal right there, right at that moment. After Vectal reassures her, her friends are good, in good hands with his horny as fuck male friends. She's like, cool beans, let's go somewhere private then. They go a little far in the woods, Georgie and Vectal. She's not called anymore because the soul thingy modified her body. And well, the book ends with them having lots of fun, wink, wink, and Georgie teaching him new poses. So he adds them to his repertoire. And while enjoying themselves, they see the aliens who abducted the ladies came back to where the crash uh, spaceship was and left after like... Like, I guess they didn't see them, so like they just left. And well, the end. But fear not, my friends, because there are 23. Yes, you heard me right. 23 books on this ice planet, Blueberry Barians. I do not think I'm going to read them. It was too much for me. It was fun to read, but I kind of like it when there is a bigger plot, you know, not just straight up smart. But who knows, maybe when I am in the mood for more blue eyes planet barbarians, I might read book two. Who knows? I might read the 23 of them. Who knows? We shall see. Now, time for my overall opinion. This book is mentioned before. Well, it is something else. The plot was basically non-existent. Please do not even come at me saying that it's good because, come on, like, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> but as you might know by now, or maybe not if you're new here, I do not know if I've mentioned it either, but I am a big fan of super trashy books and movies. When something is so trashy, it gets good, like really good. Like I had fun reading this book. I mean, the way they speak, the expressions they use, their logic, it's... I don't know. You need to have a refined test, uh, taste to appreciate all these. I do not know if you get what I want to express. It's just that this book has this uh, je ne sais quoi, you know? It was a really entertaining book. And if you are into smut, well, this book is for you because half the book, so 90 pages, more or less, are just smut. I wouldn't even gonna talk about the characters. I think I've said enough all episode long. I think I'm going to give this book a 2 out of 5 stars. Like, it was entertaining, but I will not recommend it. It is a good book, unless you are here for just the smut in that case i'll give it a four out of five stars of uh, well out of not stars but like um chili peppers in this case you know but well this episode has finally come to an end do not forget to rate share and subscribe to my podcast mostly on itunes it'll be help me a lot to reach out to more book fans and yeah it's just it's gonna take 30 seconds of your time so please give me a rating on itunes and well do not forget to also follow me on instagram at your favorite young adult bookworm just like the title of this show i'll see you next week with the retelling of a throne of glass by sarah j mass goodbye now